You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who is from Sassoon Securities in Johannesburg, only just back in Johannesburg, actually. David, you've been in New York for a week or so. How is it? What's the mood there, first of all? I mean, I've got a story to tell you about America and an American, but tell me what New York was like. New York is not America. I will I'll nail my colours to the nah. mast. I love the place, but it's not a, a representative of America. But how was it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to, on that point, you have no idea... Because I, I did a lot of walking there, even in the cold. And when you look at the people that pass you, you recognize how diverse America is. Yes. Uh, there's a massive Asian population, a massive, uh, call it Latino population, right. black population. I mean, to a point where you you know you notice the the power of these people. When 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 you looked at the Super Bowl. And uh, during halftime, which is the biggest event, you know, it was hip hop and rap. And it gives you an idea of how the cultures are shifting. You know, I'm not, this is not a criticism. I'm merely yes. reflecting on how things are changing in America. You know, this is, uh, I'm sure if you go to uh, Massachusetts and to the northeastern uh, um, you know, states, you're going to still find plenty of wasps around there, you know, the, but I mean, in the biggest cities, things are changing dramatically, mm. and uh, so so I, it's quite noticeable. You know, it's, so when you see a black mayor of of New York, it's indicative of the population shift, and he's a nice man. He's a wonderful man. So um, you know, the point being is that you know when you say New York is not America, I think the demographics are changing dramatically, you know, and it's it's something to notice, and you'll see it in the adverts. You'll see it in the stores. You see it all over. And also, because of what you've just said, uh, the the old shrinking white male, um, yeah. mainly white male dominated society that yeah. America used to be, is becoming more and more angry and more more and more vocal, but also less and less significant. Yes, exactly that. You know, it's been pushed into areas, but I mean the America, uh, New York today. Look, the tourists are not there. It's it was a very cold time. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't seen the tourists coming in. But, I mean, even so, the tourists that I did see were certainly not from other states. You know, they were from out of country, a lot from, from America, from, you know, from Latin America and, uh, uh, you know, very noticeable. So, yeah, it's, it, things are changing. Things are changing quite dramatically. I'd love to see the numbers, you know, to, uh, put together if they are able to produce them of, uh, you know, of what the big cities look like today. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. But you know, there were a lot of other changes when you said the mood. I think people are discarding their masks. Um, the restaurants were packed. You, yeah. know, you had to book for a restaurant. They did ask for uh, vaccine certificates, and they look at them. You know, you have to – they don't study them um, that closely, but they look at them, and uh, you'll go in on that basis. But I, I, we found it difficult to – to uh, in the evenings to to go to a restaurant and just walk in you know without lining up and waiting for a table and that but very 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 you know Wall Street uh, not Wall Street um, Broadway is open mm. so a lot of shows on at the moment and so on and and the other point Lindsay that I noticed yes. was retail coming when I say retail coming back I went into Gap 
a Gap store. I went into J. Crew. I went into like bed bathroom, you know, a couple of places like that. We were looking for pajamas for grandchildren and so on. Mm. And you can see the effort that companies have made to regenerate themselves, like Gap. It was a completely different Gap store than I have noticed. Now, I say that because you would know in the UK you would find Gap stores or maybe in Europe and so on. And they always looked the same. They looked very 1970s, you know, the same fashions that were popular. I didn't realise Gap, Gap was still so popular because when I think of Gap, I think of sweatshirts with the name Gap on it. Yep, and I, that's I, I, it. I, I've never been, I've never bought anything from a Gap because I, as I said rather sarcastically once to somebody, say, are you going to pay me to wear this because I'm advertising yes. your brand when I walk around? I mean, it's a stupid comment which I got from Seinfeld, but, no. um, uh, mm -hmm. but I've never been in there. <laughs> but, but it's still popular, is it? Well, that was Gap. Yeah. Now they've changed it. They realized, like people like you, don't want to do that anymore. Mm. And their fashions, you know, the, the preppy, call it the preppy fashion. You know, preppy where you wear khaki chinos and your sneakers and a sweater like that. That kind of look or the striped shirt with button down, you know, which were well-known um, Gap kind of, uh, you know, what do you, what do you call them? Just standards. Yes. That's changed. That's changed a lot. And what I also noticed is that, you remember we were talking about the drawstring pants? Well, pants have become… You I mean, mean for fat people that, been, that work from home? No, yeah. no <laughs> because people who are at home mm -hmm. are used to being comfortable. Yeah. So the fashions have turned very comfortable. I noticed that, you know, those very tight, low-fitting jeans, uh, not in anymore. You no. know, it's a, it's a much more loose and comfortable fit uh, pair of jeans now. Yeah, and even denims are going out in favor of other denim, you know, kind of uh, not, not faded denim, but like a blue or beige or, you know, colored denims. I mean, it still is like a denim. You could wear skinny jeans though, David, because you're a skinny thing. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but the point is that, that it's changing. So I noticed a big change in stores wanting to kind of, uh, modernize themselves, get rid of, get rid, like in bed, bath and beyond, you know, yeah. get get rid of uh, areas where, which were not popular. Now, focusing, making the stores roomier and, and more kind of, uh, uh, you know, just, just uh, focused, a mm. lot more focused. So, Okay. So quite a bit there, yeah. But, okay. but well, masks, schools are chucking away masks, yeah. Okay. Well, apart from skinny jeans, what about the attitude towards Ukraine? Does anyone know where yeah, Ukraine is, the, the people that you talk to? What is the attitude towards what might be happening, what I think will happen over the next uh, couple of weeks? It's uh, it, it were all over. If I listened to – I used to go onto a channel called 13, which is PBS, you know, yeah. Public Broadcasting Service. So it wasn't the CNNs and it wasn't the – you know, the, uh, what do you call it, the more popular news channels. You do get BBC. So, uh, BBC broadcasts on PBS in the United States. Yes, I know that they, a, they carry it. So a, it's, it's more, exactly. I, mean, I won't say that the BBC is objective and, uh, and neutral because it's not. It's, yes. uh, but it's more liberal than it is right wing. Uh, but uh, I know what you mean. So it's a public broadcaster and it gives probably a more balanced view than CNN or Fox, for example. There's no advertising. Mm. Your your sponsorship comes from individuals, trusts, you know, private uh, companies and so on to make, uh, you know, for this very reason. And um, they, a lot of time was spent on Ukraine, virtually every day talking yeah. about it. And I learned a great deal 
from you know people who have been there, have lived there, ambassadors to Russia, explaining you know the dangers of this whole issue. You know, if Putin is allowed to uh, invade the Ukraine, what it really means. You know, this is a reversal of policy that was set after the Second World War when the United Nations was formed, or the League of Nations, then United Nations, in order to prevent nations doing that. And the concern is if he does it, what else can happen? You know, that allows uh, Taiwan, I mean, that allows the Chinese into Taiwan and so on. You know, you can just go ahead and go and grab uh, land from your neighbor. So I think there are a lot of worries. And also the whole story of, of... understanding Putin, who wants to go back, who's angry because of the breakup of the of, of Russia. And of it, wasn't, it wasn't the West that broke Russia up. It was Russia itself, the Precisely. USSR. Uh, but also, they what, they what, split it, yeah. But also, uh, David, what, what has happened is that they has, they've recognized, or rather Putin has recognized a vacuum in leadership. And, and Xi has yeah. as well. So Xi and Putin co- cozied it up at the beginning mm-hmm. of the Winter Olympics. And they got they got together and they said, well, you yeah. know, it, it started well, it started many many years ago, but it was mm-hmm. uh, exacerbated by uh, the the ridiculous Trump administration and now Biden, mm-hmm. who seems to be a little bit ineffectual as well. And they're saying, well, we, there, there's no strong leader there. There's no there's, there's, there's no there's Kaiser. No there's leader. no Czar who says, yeah. right, yeah. we are what, we're yeah. America. Don't yeah. you dare even think about going into the Ukraine. I mean, yeah. if, if this had happened 30 years ago, uh, Russia would have been would, would have been quashed. I mean, they 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 kowtowing yeah. to Putin and allowing him to do this. 150,000 yeah. troops have been yeah. mobilized, for goodness sake. It could never have happened. Yeah. They're saying, well, let's have a chat. Macron goes there again. And he's brokering a deal between uh, Biden or rather a meeting between Biden and Putin. For goodness sake, stop talking and tell him, if you do this, yeah. you're stuffed, yeah. mate. Yeah, they... They, there's, there are gaps in the West as well. And, and mm. he just creates, you know, Putin is an evil man. Oh, he's horrible. You know, in the sense that he, is, he wants to, uh, you know, to uh, recapture or, or reincorporate both Belarus and um, the Ukraine back into the USSR. Yes. You know, as I say, this was not split. This, the West didn't split the USSR. The, the, the Russians did. And... Uh, so he feels that ethnically they're all one nation, and he will create the pro, the pretext for going in. And you know, there's there are a lot of ethnic Russians there. Well, about I don't know, ten, fifteen percent of the population is ethnic Russia in Ukraine, and they will create trouble that will invite, as happened in Crimea, that invites the Russians in to save them. So I mean, the playbook is known. You know, you know, everybody knows what the playbook is. But at the moment, unless the West, and I'm talking the Europeans and NATO and that, put a, put a very strong front and, and are, uh, you know, uh, together in, in the way to address it, this can get out of hand. You know, he's, he, this is, these are evil men. This is not the play-play movies that we used to see. This is, you know, uh, Putin is, is extremely dangerous. And the consequences are not going to be good, as you say, for markets. We don't want this to happen. As bullish as I may be, yeah. I, do, I fear this. I, you know, I really fear what this does because it just destabilizes the world. You know, you've got the Xi-China uh, axis yes. and you've got the West, which is all over the place. It's very interesting because um, I have a Jewish-American friend, a chap in his um, early 70s. 
when Trump came to power, he, he, he threw his hands up in the air and said, no, that's it. I'm, I'm washing my hands of America. Yeah. And he had a house in Florida and he kept that and he decided to become like an Airbnb hopper. So he goes to, he, he went to look for his Jewish roots in Poland and he went to Croatia and he stayed in all these various places. And also he goes to the Mediterranean. He's just moved now, now from Poland to Nice on the, um, on the South Coast, Côte d'Azur. Yeah. yeah. So he's, mm. he's, he's there now. And he said, uh, no, I've, sold, I've just sold my house in Florida. The first thing he said was, well, I sold it. And then I had a fight with the estate agent, the real estate agent. And I withdrew the deal and put it on the market the next day. So it said it's sold in one day. That's the first thing. And he said, well, okay, I'm going to buy a couple of apartments now in the south of France, one in Nice and maybe one in Cannes or something. So he looked, he said, I looked at 18 properties. They were forwarded me, I looked at them online and everything. A week later, they'd all gone. They'd all been sold. Yes. And so he went from Nice. He went from he went from Nice to Cannes. He went. Good he said God, he got he got yeah. on the train and he went around Cannes. Now Cannes is a place that I know because I, I lived know, there for I a couple know of years. Cannes very well. I loved it. I was as a youngster. Mm. I had a lot of fun there. But I knew that in winter because I was there, there in winter as, as well as in summer. It was quite quiet. He said he was there mm. yesterday, mid February or late February. The place was packed. People were, uh, cafes and the restaurants and everything were all Jeez. really full. And he tried to find apartments and he said he couldn't find any. Same story as these. People were snapping it up. And he, he's a technical analyst and a money flow analyst. He just thinks this is the big blow off. This is the post-pandemic blow off, he said. And it's all gone a little bit too mad. And he's looking at markets and saying he's incredibly nervous because apart from what we've been talking about with the geopolitical mm. problems, there's yeah. also the problem of uh, rising interest rates and um, inflation mm. and, and everything else. So he was in, incredibly nervous, but he says that uh, things really are really, really booming and almost like the last days of Rome sort of situation. You wouldn't agree with that because you're a bull, but um, there, no, may, I, I there may be some disagree. problems in the short yeah. term, David. I, I, th I think we've got a few months. I, I think this is going to – you know, I'm not looking to buy the dip as no. people would say, you know. In other words, I'm not looking at weakness now and saying, oh, this looks attractive, regardless of what I feel about the business prospects, because I still feel that, you know, there are a lot of good – I mean, if we analyze the numbers that came out, admittedly, their history, they're very strong. And the outlook, yes, you know, the outlook remains positive for the very reasons that you're identifying, you know, particularly consumers are spending. But what I don't like is – is no one's quite sure of where inflation's going. You know, Lindsay, when you listen... Hello? Yes, I'm when you it. listen... To, uh, sorry. W when, when you listen to um, the Fed, mm. the Fed doesn't even know. You can, you can have speeches by six or seven different Fed governors and everyone's got a different view. And you say, well, that, you know, that's, that's the view from within the Fed. So how do they expect us to understand? So even the Fed is unsure of what, where this is going. Are they behind the curve? Are they in line with the curve? You know, meaning, do they have to really get aggressive or not? No one quite knows how this is going to unfold. So why do you have to do anything? You know what I'm saying to you? As long as you've got this uncertainty, we don't know what Putin's going to do. You're not dealing with a, with a person who's got his mind, you know, he, or maybe he's too clever, but... I mean, he's an evil kind of person. He's an authoritarian. Um, you know, you don't want to go back to an, authorit um, an authoritarian country like Russia was back, you know, in the Cold War. 
You don't want to live where uh, they can suddenly dispense with you if they feel like it. You've got no human rights. And why do you want, even in China, you know, where you're not really free people in the sense that you can't really express yourselves. Um, so I and and also you're, uh, you know, for other reasons as well. So why do you want to go? Why do you want to test this? Yeah. I, I, you know, I just say stay away. You don't have to do anything. You don't, you know, you don't have to. You can go away for a few months, like the off season, and wait until this clears, if it does clear. And it, we don't know which way it's going to clear, up or down. So I, I would, you know, I'm just saying not doing anything. Done well, had holdings for a long time. Is there any reason to sell those? Not on the past results, but would I put fresh money? money into the market my answer is no do you think that david that the big tech that you've been such a fan of is going no. to it, it'll never go away yeah. because there's so much research yeah. and development r d and you've you've always brought up that point Jeez. to your credit you've always said the amount yeah. of r d that they put in <laughs> into their businesses is more yeah. than uh, is, is more than the market capitalization of the That's jsc securities exchange billion dollars yeah precisely so much money going in so they're never yeah. going to go away maybe someone get it right maybe some will get it wrong i mean yeah. me the metaverse yeah. i don't know what that is but maybe that's a too big a bet for uh, meta right. which used to be facebook uh, but I, I don't know but certainly they're not going anywhere but on the other hand with the do you know what the most um, downloaded app is in the last year um uh, david do you know which app no. it is tiktok yeah, had you heard no. of tiktok two three years yeah. ago probably no, not no 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 no. I, I, this, very, you say that, and it's interesting because I'm going to bring up something else. Yes. So, I, I, look, metaverse might be vulnerable, but uh, I, I would stand outside our apartment now in New York and I would watch the Amazon truck come past, or not, not Amazon Whole Food. And there was, um, and it's, never, it's, it's, you don't see, when I say white, you don't see the white Anglo-Saxon American riding a bicycle. Yes. You know, uh, it's like the three wheelers with with a carriage behind, in which he's got all these parcels that are coming, you know, um, coming from uh, Amazon Whole Foods, you know, because you order your food, you get it within a few hours or something like this. And when I see the power, you know, that power of Amazon or some of the apps, you know, some of the big companies, you just realize how incredibly strong they are and how much cash they generate. So I'm, I look. There are all sorts of misunderstanding. I never went full tonk into tech, you know, out of 20 stocks. I might have had the top five or six or seven, you know, good players, which included some software companies and included different types of businesses. But, um, I, you know, I never had Apple. So I would choose three or four of them. So I'm quite happy to stay with them for the meantime. You know, and I recognize that there are other businesses coming up. But I want to tell you what else. When I spoke to my grandson, Yes. And I speak to younger people and his mates. They're all into these – I mean, he's 15, you know, so they haven't got money. But all they want to do with their money is buy these uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. What are they buying, though? I, I don't understand. I don't know. What does a 15-year-old you know what? buy? What sort of NFT does he buy? A piece of art? Or what is it? Well, it, it identifies his oh, – sorry, it gives him an identity. This is who I am. I bought this, whatever it is. This is me. Now, you do, I don't understand that, but he does. You know, when they talk to each other, they will exchange like baseball cards or whatever it is. Mm. They talk about it. And this is – so you can't ignore that. 
you know what I mean? You can't ignore their attitude towards finance. You know, we might have a very old-fashioned view. Yes. I mean, you still write checks in America, but you can't ignore how younger people are thinking. It might They might lose it. It might go in a different direction. But when they play games and they talk to each other, there's a totally different culture and view on life. Different vibe, you know, to my vibe. But that's that's so, you know, I found it very interesting, this, this why are you buying it? I don't know, I'm buying it because all his mates are buying it. Yeah. You know, and they all talk about they all talk about cryptocurrencies, and they all talk about these things. Why are they buying cryptocurrencies? Because so, uh, exactly what I you just know. said, because somebody else is buying cryptocurrencies. Uh, exactly. And the same chap that exactly. I spoke to that's moved to the south of France mm. for the, the spring and the summer, he said, Lindsay, trust me, crypto, uh, Bitcoin is worthless. It's going to zero. And that, yeah. obviously that's an exaggeration <coughs> because it'll take a long time for it to, it to work out the system. But he said, Trust me, it, it will it will go back. It's just a fad, okay? It's been going on for a long time. Just like F NFTs will are a fad. Uh, there's yeah, there's, there's yeah. some good ones. I mean, they change yeah. hands. But there's twelve year old kids that are making hundreds of thousands of, of pounds or dollars or euros out what, of NFTs what, that they've, yeah. they've they've created themselves just because people That's say, funny. "Well, I've got to have this just in case I buy it for a hundred thousand and it goes to three hundred thousand in a couple of months." But where does that lead to? That's what I try to think. Okay, so they think Collapse. different. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying – now, where will it lead their banking once they start to work? Where are mm. they going to put their money? How are they going to operate? They're not going to go into J.P. Morgan or what's it, uh, you know, Chase. Yes. They're not going to go open an account like Chase, like me. They, they do everything differently. You know, gaming is still massive. Yes. It's still very, very big. You know, it's, 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 I think it's bigger than we think. And when you've got 5G – it just opens up. You know, people play games um, across a lot of uh, um, apps. Not apps, what would you – you know, they, they use consoles, they use their desktops, they use their phones. So there are a lot of platforms that they use a lot. But, it's also but gaming very, is still very, it, very big. It is. But also, David, uh, new mm. tech and the old economy are um, – are symbiotic, mm. if you like, because although yeah. we we talk about the uh, we talk about electric uh, electric vehicles mm. and um, and mobile phones and and everything else and the technology that is needed and therefore the minerals and metals that are needed to power these new technologies. The fact is that the old tech the old technologies, i.e., mining, are, are incredibly are incredibly important. So if you look at something yeah. like TikTok, they, there's something mm. now called BookTok. And it was fascinating because the influences on influences on TikTok these days, um, they'll they'll they record a, a short video of themselves saying, "I read this book by David Shapiro and it's absolutely fantastic, and uh, I've learned so much about finance." And immediately the sales surge, but it's not sales of on, of online books or e-books or audio books. It's the hard copy that they're buying, yeah, and yeah. hard copy book sales have gone through the roof because of BookTok. Mm. So they 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 yeah. work closely together. So as yeah. things change, they stay the same. Mm. <laughs> I know. I, you know that I, it it's a big debate. Mm. People want to change, but I'm saying. Do they really? When I watched the Super Bowl final, I mean, there were, I don't know how many hundred thousand people there in L.A. But everybody looked like they did before 2019. There were no masks. 
people were just carrying on in the same way, enjoying it in the same way. Mm. So things things will change. We'll use, we'll we'll go onto Amazon and we'll buy, uh, you know, we'll use technology. But I think our attitudes will remain the same. You know, we're still going to go to restaurants. We still want to drink the glass of wine sitting outside wherever you are or inside, you know, enjoying the ambience of a, of a restaurant. Uh, and I loved it, I must admit, because I hadn't been out for a long time. And I really enjoyed going into uh, an American restaurant. You know, we went to this one, which is just that they've been around for a long time. They're, the Italian foods are proper Italian food. I mean, uh, you know, you get from – because each different restaurant has comes from a different region, you know, the owner. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it just – it felt so good, you know, to be able to sit there and uh, – and test their, their their pastas and their mix in various um, you know menus. Did you go to so Little, I, I Little Italy it. or just your local one? No, what? we didn't go down there. No, mm-hmm. just the local, just around where we were. Yeah. There's some lovely restaurants around there. So uh, and and they were full, <laughs> you know, they were full. Yeah. But um, you know, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed going out. I'm saying, do I really want to? Am I really going to change my attitude or do I enjoy going back to where I was? Okay, let's um, let's, let's um, go to um, yeah. more uh, man- <laughs> mundane matters uh, today. Like uh, the JSC. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like the JSC Securities Exchange, which is not mundane, but uh, it's different to what we've just mm. been talking about. Results out today from Sassel and from Anglo-American mm. Platinum and uh, Momentum Metropolitan and also City Lodge. City Lodge is something that I know you've, you've been looking at and we've spoken mm. about mm. it a few, a few times. I don't know if you managed to have a look at their trading update because I know Sassel and Amplex may be outside of your... No, not, not your, not no, your portfolio. No, I looked at but, both of them. Yeah. Well, no, I looked at both Anglo, Platts and Sassel. And? Um, I, you, you know what's interesting? Look, credit to both companies for managing uh, a turnaround in both of them, you know, Anglo, Platts and in Sassel. And, you know, Sassel is in much better shape than it was before. I mean, it's, it's really looking good. But, you know, Lindsay, I, um, you break it down into four different areas. You you can you can be responsible for production, and you can be responsible for costs. You can't be responsible for the price, and for the rand for the currency. So you've got those four elements, I think, which make up the. So you can keep increasing production. You can keep your costs under control, which is the, which is the answer. You know, which miners have to do. That's the most important. The rest is, is your luck. Or uh, how, you know the economy, and and both of those. I think in 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 Sassel's case, I mean the oil price was up. I don't know how many percent, seventy, eighty percent. The rand helped a little, so they got a and chemical a chemical prices as well. But credit to them. I'm not. This is not. I'm not knocking them. But all I'm saying, they can't repeat that. You know, you're not going to get a repeat of the oil price now doubling again and that. So no. it's a lot's going to depend on how they manage their way. Uh, into the future, whether they're able to continue increasing, because they've got the capacity, they're coming off a very low base, and they had problems here, you know, with uh, with production. So, you know, it's looking better. Would I buy it now? I'd rather have Anglo plates. I think I've got the less moving parts. <laughs> you know, it's platinum and uh, and and also a good result when you see what they've generated in cash as well. It's just quite stupendous. Where does the platinum price go to from here, Lindsay? 
Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who Can knows? you call it? Yeah, yeah of course. That's no, what I'm saying. The plat- well, it's not the platinum price anymore because they're not platinum producers. They're PGM. Uh, sorry, producers. I mean the PGM. They're, 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 yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're rodium yeah. and palladium, and they're platinum, yeah, sure, and there's substitution sorry. between them between them all, and they will yeah. find uh, new uses for these these very very precious metals. Mm. Uh, I mean, apart from wedding rings, I think I've still got a wedding ring yeah. actually in, in in my drawer. Gold, which is made <laughs> no, made, of, made of platinum. Yeah. I think it was sixteen hundred dollars. We used to, you know, the funny thing is, we used to years ago. That's all we spoke about before there was anything called an auto catalyst, and uh, they were just coming into their own. Then we always used to look at the Japanese demand for platinum because, for some reason, the Japanese would always buy platinum because it showed up better on their skin. Yes, and it was, you Mm. know, that was the big market for jewelry. Yeah, Mm. no, this that's the truth. It's not a. You know, just they preferred it to gold, or I think they might have, uh, you know, um, bought white gold as well. But I think generally they were the big, big jewelry market for platinum, and it was an important part of the of platinum sales. You know, we don't talk about it as much as we used to, but um, it's you've got to decide on where those metals go. You know, and that's a hard decision to make. Certainly. So is. I, that that's the mystery of of, of commodity shares. You know. How do you how do you reckon where they go? I can't even bring myself to talk about. Mm. Yeah, I I can't even bring myself to talk about Momentum Metropolitan. It's it's not. It's just because I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand insurance companies. I know they're part of financial services. I know they're linked to GDP and people's uh, spending habits. Uh, But it turns me off completely. I go cold when I think about it. And it's nothing against Momentum Metropolitan at all. But City Lodge is more interesting because I understand it. People people fly around and they stay at City Lodge uh, facilities. What did you make of these numbers? Well, look, it's a, it's a much improved result, but I think pretty much was in the uh, market already. I think everybody expected. They're still making losses, but certainly reduced their losses. If things continue the way they are, I think they'll start coming back into profit. I don't know what their break-even is. I think it's a pretty low cost. You know, I don't think they have high costs associated with running the hotels. I'm, not ta- I'm talking like a five-star hotel where you have to have you know, ballrooms and restaurants and all of those kind of things associated to keep the staff. Mm. But I think uh, it's 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 a low key, and I reckon that you're going to see travel coming back and uh, tourism coming back. You saw Australia open today, yes, indeed, uh, which is massive sign. And I, you know, I, I'm sure we will start to see much much better, um, you know, much better results this year from last year. So I think there's a lot of Maybe too much talk, you know, maybe people are pushing it up too high relative to what they will produce because it becomes a theme. And, uh, you know, they push the theme, the HCI theme, which is the holding company of Togo and, uh, you know, all these groups. Maybe they're pushing it a little too hard, but I think the results will probably catch up with, uh, you know, with, with share prices. And people travelling in the States, David, you talk about masks at the <clears throat> Super Bowl, no one's wearing a mask anymore, uh, how, how, how soon they forget these people. But anyway, it may be that maybe they're absolutely right and I'm completely wrong, but I, I'll still continue to wear a mask. I yeah. think it's part of my life now, whenever I go to I, a crowded place. I'll tell place. you something, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my I was just saying... you you up COVID. Okay, yeah. just you get on to that sick. in a second. But you go... You, you you went to an airport and you said it was thronged with people. So people aren't traveling in the States. You can't believe it. Mm. Yeah, you can't believe it. But what the point I'm making, you say you're still going to wear a mask. I am. My son at the moment got ill. Yes. And I picked up COVID. And he's sick. 
he's very, very sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, he's got flu. No, I mean it's a very bad flu. I'm saying I don't want to get that flu. You know what I mean? If I can avoid it, I don't want to be man down for for however long he is. You know, and then have the after effects where uh, you've got no energy and so on. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying yes, I know it's becoming endemic and uh, it's just going to be like flu but if i can avoid it i will i don't want to walk around and 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 say okay let me get it for you know let me get it i don't want to be in that situation so i think it's still very dangerous and and i think particularly for older people it takes a lot out of you so i'm still careful yes Good. Um, David, um, <laughs> what else was I going to say to you? Um, the, the, the interesting market today is, is President's Day in the United States of America yeah. and it's half-term holiday, so there's is a bit of sort of a holiday feel about it and volatility reigns supreme. This morning, because uh, Macron <clears throat> said uh, Putin and uh, Biden will be getting together, uh, market rally, the S&P futures are up 1%. S&P futures are open, but other markets aren't open. So S&P futures are up 1%. When we start... Uh, when we started talking, they were down at nearly 1%. They're now only down 0.4%. But I do notice yeah. one thing, which is one thing I do watch quite closely, and that's the natural gas price, because it's obviously very sensitive yeah. to Ukraine, Russia. It's up 8.4% today, David. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah. big move for a big market. Yeah. And yeah. crude oil yeah. has gone from down nearly 1% to now up three quarters of a percent. Yeah. So suddenly people, something's going on. Has there been any news flow? People are nervous. It? No, yeah. they're just nervous. Mm. You know, no one can read what's going to happen in the Ukraine. Yes. You know, he's just playing along, Putin. You have no idea what's in his mind. And and he's just he's just making a fool of the West. You know, he's looking for the gap. So I, I think he'll come out on the bad side of it. You know, he'll cause havoc for a few months. But at the end, I think people are going to come down hard on Russia. You know, I think they're sick and tired of it. And I don't know what it's going to do to his popularity at home. I don't know what it's going to go do to prices, but, you know, to, to gas prices, to wheat prices, to all the other commodity prices um, that, that are affected by Russia or, you know, because there will be sanctions. And I think there'll be hard sanctions for mm. the very reason that they want to prevent other people doing this, you know, other nations doing this or thinking that uh, they have free reign and that the West is weak. I think Putin's come out. Uh, not Putin. I think Biden's, funny enough, come out OK. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's got bipartisan uh, support there. It's just a matter of what kind of sanctions against the Russians. And I think what they're discussing now is whether they impose them now or, uh, you know, later. And the Europeans are right. Must, uh, certainly the, the Eastern European nations are saying, why wait for a war to do it? Do it now. Yes, exactly. You know, do it now. Show some strength. You know, why do you want him to attack and then say, oh, okay, we're not, we're not going to take your gas or something like that anymore. Anyway, I think you're absolutely right. It's uh, nervy, hey. It's it's nervy. You know, no one wants bombs being thrown, or you don't want to wake up to that again. No, I really don't want to wake up. I've had three named storms hitting my uh, <laughs> small my my small apartment in the Netherlands over the last five days. I really don't want to watch um, <clears throat> nuclear missiles whizzing across the sky. Uh, David, uh, more importantly, uh, football. You managed to watch some football while yep. you were there. Did you see the Manchester I, City you know, game? I, 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 that's the only one because I was I don't have Peacock and I still got to get the subscription to Peacock is really NBS, yeah. NBC sorry, mm. but they do put on uh, you know they did put on the Man City game and yeah. uh, I couldn't watch anything else in there, and I just I I've, I've never been a Harry Kane fan but he was magnificent he, he just 
He oh. just destroyed Man City. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they disallowed that one goal, which was incredible. You know, that half volley. Yes. You know, that was disallowed. And, uh, I mean, he scored, which were one of, he scored about four goals, I think, and they only allowed two. Or, <laughs> you know. That's a slight exaggeration, but yes, he did. He did he, it, was the Harry, it was the Harry Kane of old. But it was City's defence that annoyed me. Kyle Walker, oh, an experienced shocking, player, allowed oh, Harry Kane God. to get in front of him. And it was, it was, it was, oh, it was no. so dispiriting. You equalise with three minutes to go, and then, yeah. you, and then you let Spurs get back into the game. I was yeah, very, very yeah. upset. And I, I imagine that I Pep Guardiola must have been seething in the I dressing touch. room afterwards because he's, he's a perfectionist, that man. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, there was that. And uh, the Olympics are over and um, no, on, on, we, on we go. Premier, uh, what's it called? Um, Champions League coming up in the next few days as well. Yeah. Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday. But, yeah. Okay. All right, Dave. Okay. Thank you very nice much indeed. Nice to, see you. nice to see you back. And we'll speak again on Thursday. That, uh, actually, no, tomorrow okay. with, with Nick Kunza. David Shapiro tomorrow. is yeah. from Sassfin Securities in Johannesburg. And that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.